Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has. My decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digital. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Well, it was terror on the ice last night for the Edmonton Oilers special teams. They were carved up by the Minnesota Wild. The Oilers' power play going 0 for 5. They did not kill off a penalty. Three times they were shorthanded. Three times the Wild scored. And, of course, Minnesota getting out of town with a 4-3 victory as the Oilers sink to 6-4-1 and on the season. The PK numbers... Man, they are scary lately. In the last three games, the Oilers have been shorthanded 14 times. They have been scored on six times. That's 57.1%. Going into the weekend against Nashville, the Oilers' PK was not great, but hovering around the middle of the pack in the National Hockey League at 77.3%. That was 17th. All right, you know, uh, not great, but uh, doing okay. Well, because of the performance these last three games, the Oilers' PK is now at 69.4%, 28th in the NHL. Is this going to be a trend, or is this maybe just a one-off of a stretch of bad games and they will get it back together? That tale still to be told as we move along. The Oilers' power play, uh, decent on the year, 29. Uh, 21.9%, 14th in the NHL, but obviously costly last night. They did score their first goal of the game shortly after a power play expired. Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl, McDavid were still on the ice together, and Dreisaitl was able to bang one in, but a power play in the third period, early in the third period, could have given them the lead. It faltered, and then a late power play for the Minnesota Wild, and that's how they connected on the game winner. Here's how it sounded last night on 630 Chet. Good evening, everyone. I'm Jack Michaels. We'll find out the answer over the next two and a half hours. Bob Stauffer to my immediate right. The Oilers in the orange, outlined in blue with Connor McDavid taking the opening faceoff. One-timer clip on save by Stalick. Rebound score! Leon Dreisaitl just as the power play expires. 
And Staylock hung in there as long as he could. But McDavid's presence of mind to stay with the play after two tremendous saves from Staylock helped contribute. He won't get a point on that play, but he helped make it. One-timer Dumba redirected. Score! Parisi just as the power play was set to expire. A broken play. Now Connor McDavid. He's got Suter beat. Drive to the net. Rich shot score. What a beauty. Top right corner. Unbelievable play. Centering pass. Rich shot score. Jared Spurgeon ties it. 2-2. It's Drysdale. One-timer score. What a tip by Chase on in front. Out to Suter. Rich shot score. Might have been tipped in the slot by Eric Stahl. It's now Nurse and Russell out there shooting and scoring. What a shot by Mikhail Granlin. He found a sliver of space and buried it. A lunging play by Minnesota Zucker knocks the puck the length of the ice, and that'll be all. And the Wild have hung on for a 4-3 victory in a pulsating hockey game tonight. So twice this season, the Oilers have had three-game winning streaks. They have not been able to extend it to four. They have not had a four-game winning streak since the four games before Christmas middle of last season. Remember, that was the winning streak that pulled them up to 500, and then they went 1-6-1 and one out of the Christmas break, and that was pretty much uh, lights out for their slim playoff hopes at that time. This special team's huge point of discussion as we go into the audio vault for direct workwear. On the job, you need the best, and in Edmonton or online, the best is direct workwear. Huge selections of garments, accessories, and women's gear. Direct workwear where safety meets savings online at directworkwear.com. Here was head coach Todd McClellan on the failings of the power play. The number of passes that we, you know, they were either two feet too far in front, they were in our skates, we turned pucks up and and um, just not sharp at all. And they're a good penalty kill group. Uh, they've had good numbers and they, uh, they do a good job and you have to be sharp to beat them. And we certainly needed our power play, especially in the second period where the game was kind of, um, you know, in limbo or perhaps we had the lead, just, you know, put a nail in the coffin and then try and drive it home in the third and we didn't get it. Well, obviously could have given them the lead in the third. Early second period, shortly after McDavid scored, the Oilers are up 2-1. They get a power play. Minnesota takes another penalty. Edmonton has a two-man advantage for 25 seconds, and then obviously a minute 35 remaining, five on four. So uh, just under four minutes of power play time consecutively. Couldn't extend it to two goals at, at that point. That could have obviously given them control of the game. The power play this season has scored some big goals. I, I would still say overall the special teams more positive than negative for the Oilers to this point in the season. And that's why they're a couple of games 500. But after last season and what we saw last night from the power play and certainly the the, the penalty kill the last three games, I, I think I share the concerns of many of you is that is this the direction we are going to go in again? Because five on five, the, the Oilers played a, a pretty good game. Uh, you know, they come out with 22 shots in the first period. I know Minnesota wound up with 14. Uh, about half the shots in the game total were taken in the first period. But five on five, the Oilers were able to play most of the game in Minnesota's end. But special teams, it was an entirely different story. So obviously something to be concerned about as we move along. Alex Chason has been a positive for the Oilers this season. He is now the third leading goal scorer on the team. Four goals in six games behind only Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. He's been a great story so far, and he was able to score on a deflection last night, and that's something that the Oilers really haven't had in their repertoire in recent seasons. A guy who gets in front of the net and can tip pucks. Remember Evan Bouchard's first NHL goal last week. Who's right in front of the net? Right in front of Braden Holtby. It's Alex 
chase on. And uh, I think we've seen a lot of Oilers forwards not position themselves the way he does in front of the net. Here's McClellan on perhaps lacking a consistent net foot presence throughout the lineup. Well, anybody that ends up in that situation, we talk about being a, a poor goaltender. Uh, basically, that's the position you're playing and you're not very good at it, so let the pucks go by. And you don't see many goaltenders open up as the shot's coming and, and uh, you know, try and swing at it. So we've got to work on it. We've got to get better. There's been some real good examples of those types of players in the league. Uh, I watched Thomas Holmstrom. There's not a better guy that does it that way. And uh, we certainly have to get better in that area. Um, we could see on their second goal what a, a seeing-eye shot can do when it gets all the way to the net. So we can do a better job in that area, certainly. An ongoing theme that Rob Brown discusses on Overtime Open Line that there are uh, some Oilers forwards, some bigger-bodied Oilers forwards, if you want to start with Milan Lucic and go down from there, who might be in front of the net but tend to move out of the way when the shot comes in and give the goaltender his eyes back a second or two before the shot comes in. I, I think that's an area the Oilers have to improve at and uh, maybe chase on, pull some guys in that direction. Hey, happy Halloween, everybody. Despite filling in for Bob Stoffer, I am not dressed as Bob, nor do I have any tree planting stories. My name is Reed Wilkins, Bob under the weather today. Good to have you along for the ride. Today on Oilers Now, presented by Digitex, trusted by 630Ched. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more. Digitex.ca. Craig Simpson, former Edmonton Oilers coach and player, now with Hockey Night in Canada and Sportsnet. He will join us at 1230. Ken Reed, author. Forget about all the pretty TV stuff he does. Author uh, Ken, I think he's up to four works, uh, four books now, this young man. And, of course, he used to be on the tube right here in Edmonton. He has a new book, Hockey Card Stories 2. It is a better sequel than Die Hard 2. So very excited to get to this with Ken. And uh, Chris Joseph, love talking to Chris. Uh, he's uh, doing some stuff with the Oilers Hockey Institute. He is going to join us at 1.30. Brendan Escott is the producer of Oilers now and uh, also works the Oilers dressing room after uh, every home game. Brendan, good to see you. Good to have you on board today, Reader. Uh, like pretty dominant theme after last night's game. There, there wasn't too much else to talk about besides the special teams. No, you couldn't even get anybody to talk about anything else. That's that's sort of what it was. But hey, you go over and they go three for three. That's that needs to be addressed. Yeah, it was uh, it was bad. I mean, uh, Chicago got their only goal granted on a two man advantage, and, and the Oilers were kind of able to tough out that game in Chicago. Lots of power plays. What there was a total of thirteen power plays in Nashville on Saturday, so a lot of penalties in that game. Nashville got two with the PK. The Oilers got one. Uh, so you know, Nashville's power play obviously helped them kind of mount a comeback late in the game, but the Oilers, uh, the Oilers hung on. Um, the, you know, a lot of discussion here about uh, the line combinations. I, I know there's, uh, I, I don't know if it's a large section of Oilers fans. It's, 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 it's tough to gauge how many people actually feel, uh, feel a certain way. I certainly can't talk to everybody, but there's a very vocal section of Oilers fans who are, are furious that Yessi Pugliarvi has been scratched for four straight games. Uh, I, I know from looking at some of the notes from practice, I've been in touch with Jack Michaels, Pugliarvi, uh, Strom, perhaps with Strom and Lucic today. Uh, Raddy looks close to returning, and I, I would think he would get that spot back with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins. Uh, Yamamoto, who uh, has been playing the last few games with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins, got bumped down uh, last night, and Drake Kajula 
went up to play with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins in the third period. Obviously, Kajula wound up taking the uh, ill-fated penalty that allowed the Wild to go on the power play and score the game-winning goal. Uh, hey, was I a little surprised to see that? Sure. Do, do I think Yamamoto, does he need to be more productive? Absolutely. I hope that comes in his career. Uh, he can be a little bit of a pest out there, but McClellan chose to make the switch. I, I'm, I'm going to say this when it comes to line combinations, and I'm going to be pretty blunt here. Uh, line combinations are important, but I think many of you are placing too much importance on them. If you follow, I mean, you, you all follow the Oilers and you watch every game every second and get practice updates, um, most NHL teams change the lines fairly regularly, either because of performance or injury. It is, it is not uh, an unusual occurrence. So, so just remember that. And I'm going to say this uh, when it comes to the Oilers lines. If, let's look at the 12 forwards that, that played last night, Brendan. So you had McDavid. This is how they started the game. McDavid with Nugent Yamamoto, Dreisaitl with Reeder and Chason, Strom with Lucic and Kajula, Brodziak with Kara and Cassian. Of those 12 forwards, you have three of them. Oh, pardon me. I'm going to put it this way. You have four of them who have been consistent point producers in their careers. Now, I'm talking throughout their entire careers, but one of those four is Milan Lucic, who now has two goals in his last 57 games. So really, now you're down to three who consistently produce points. So if you're talking about who goes on to the Oilers' top line right now with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins, you are, by default, unless you're putting Dreisaitl there, by default you are putting someone who is inconsistent, inexperienced, or doesn't have offensive pedigree, or is a combination of all three. So, uh, I mean, look, you can throw whatever line combination you want out as an idea. There are no guarantees. There are zero guarantees, unless, quite maybe this is what the Oilers should do. Maybe, maybe, this, maybe this is the way they need to go. Maybe you say to heck with it, and you put McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and Dreisaitl on the same line. And you play them 22 to 25 minutes a game, and you say, you know what, I think most nights we can probably uh, outscore the other team by at least a goal with those three guys on the ice, maybe two or three, and you try to break even or be minus one with the other nine guys on the ice. Maybe maybe that's the way to go. Because the the only player, the only three players who are are proven to provide offense night after night are McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and Dreisaitl. I mean, hey, I would love Jesse Pugliarvi to get back in the lineup on Thursday. Uh, I would love if he became a consistent point producer. Uh, I, I wish he hadn't maybe sat out four games in a row. But, I mean, you're, the, the argument that I'm hearing from a lot of people is, well, let's pick which inconsistent or non-performing player is the one that I think, as an observer, is going to break through. That's basically what I'm hearing from people. Because there is no... Now, maybe Alex Chason is this year's Patrick Maroon. Four goals in six games, and he gets into the teens or into the 20s, and, and, and that would be amazing, especially the value you're getting on that contract. But I, I do think if you're, you're talking about line combinations, uh, they are important. They're not the be-all and end-all. I don't think they're, number one, they're the number one evaluator of a coach or a coaching staff. 
And again, if you're picking the third member of the top line, whether it's McDavid and Nuge or McDavid and Dreisaitl, you're picking somebody where you're really not sure what they're going to do because they've never done it. So that's not a great spot to be in. You can let us know what you think. The Oilers Now Hotline, 780-496-0063, courtesy of the River Cree Resort and Casino. Comedian Tracy Morgan, November 17th at the River Cree. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text 63630. That's courtesy Heartland Ford, not your small-town dealership with a huge new state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Heartland Ford. Reed Wilkins in for Bob Stoffer. Craig Simpson is coming up at 1230. NHL Today with Brendan Escott when we get back. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. So 6-4-1 in October for the Edmonton Oilers. I know a lot of chatter before the season was, can they at least be 500 through October? Well, they did accomplish that, though uh, obviously not a good one last night against the Minnesota Wild. Tomorrow hosting Chicago, 5-30 for the face-off show here on 630 Chad. The game will start at 7. My name is Reed Wilkins. I'm in for Bob Stoffer, who is on injured reserve today. He, we expect him to be activated in time for tomorrow's show. NHL Today with Brendan Escott is presented by Elite Promotional Marketing. An eerily quiet night in the night in the NHL tonight, rather, Reed, uh, giving teams plenty of time to go trick-or-treating, whatever they might have on the on the schedule. The Blackhawks visiting the Canucks in Vancouver. That's the only game tonight. Nashville Predators activated goaltender Pekka Rene off the IR this morning. He had missed the last five games with an undisclosed ailment. Uh, Panthers goaltender Roberto Luongo did join the team on their trip to Finland, the, though uh, it doesn't look like he's quite ready to suit up yet. He has been sidelined since the first game of the season with a knee injury. Islanders goaltender Robin Leonard did not practice this morning after leaving last night's game against Pittsburgh. Another undisclosed injury seems to be a common theme. Detroit Red Wings forward Thomas Vanek expected to miss two to three weeks with a lower body injury. Stars forward Jason Spezza played his 1000th career game last night. And the Bakersfield Condors are in action tonight against the Stockton Heat on the road. And they beat the Stockton Heat 8-2 on Saturday. Quick note from the uh, world of football here. The team winners for the CFL Awards have been announced. So now these guys uh, go against other West Division winners. And then obviously the uh, CFL Awards will be in Edmonton Grey Cup week. Eskimos nominees 
Riley as most outstanding player, Sherritt as best on defense, Botang as top Canadian, O'Donnell offensive lineman, White as special teams player, and Money Hunter as outstanding rookie. I was uh, pleased to see that Brendan Escott, uh, Lewis Ward was not the Ottawa Red Blacks nominee for most outstanding player because I don't think kickers should be able to win that award. I, I don't disagree, but he will win special teams and he will win rookie because what is he up to? Forty five? Might be more than that. No. Yeah, it's it's kind of a ridiculous uh, ridiculous number. But my question to you is 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 it not a layup to just give special teams player of the year to a, to a kicker on basically every team unless somebody's really outstanding at getting downfield? I mean, uh, well, I think some returners and cover guys got it. It happens. Fair. And I mean, if they would have had this when Gizmo played. True. They, well, they didn't even, have uh, Brandon Banks. That was kind of his calling card when he right, was right. Exactly. Right? So no, I don't think it's guaranteed to be a kicker. I mean, there's you're either a cover guy, a kicker, or a or a returner. Uh, quickly here before we break from the news, Andy, I got about forty seconds for you. Go ahead. Okay. Hi guys. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good game last night. Uh, I thought the top players were great. I love the back check by Connor McDavid. Um, the way they're talking about the game it's like we needed one more goal to win but i really felt we needed to stop that next goal and uh i'm not looking at the goaltending uh i think clefbaum and larson were great last night i think really we're looking at our second line pk guys they just don't look confident i'm a big nurse guy fan but he's he's just looking at experience on that pk Uh, maybe he's a little bit tired and uh i just feel like you know we just got to fix one problem at a, at a time here and, and giving up those goals when your top players work so hard and put in those big minutes and to see that game slip away, kind of like the, the Pittsburgh game. Uh, I think that's a hard loss for those guys. And, All right. Uh, Okay. I, I think I think everybody just wants to you know to, to be able to score and, and not give up those easy goals. All right, thanks, Andy. Well, preventing goals was the problem last night, and specifically not being able to kill off penalties. We'll get the thoughts of Craig Simpson when we get back. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.